Pubcast. But all this, the things, the spirit, I feel so claustrophobic. And mm-hmm. other people feel that way too. They just don't realize because they don't necessarily, and it's okay that they don't necessarily see or sense the spirits around them, but they probably really do sense them and they don't realize that that's why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi, everybody. My name is Gina Cavalier, and you are lucky enough you found the Liberated Healer Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Linnea Hodson, the other host of the Liberated Healer podcast. And we have a fabulous, fabulous author, and I just can't even wait. Her name is Michelle Wells. She's in Dallas, Texas. She's the owner and operator of Soultopia, and she has written a really wonderful book, Spirits Unveiled, that we are going to get into and jump right in. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So loving all the crystals that you got behind you in your area. And wow, they're beautiful. Thank you. Yes, yes we we are crystal people around here. And I hear you guys are too. So I'm excited to talk to you all about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So can you give our listeners a little bit about yourself and your company and kind of how you got into this business and also your journey to writing this book? Sure. So I have pretty much, you know, the story of, I've, I've been this way my whole life. And a lot of people put that in their bio and I think, really? And then, but for me, yeah, really. And I'm sure everybody who puts in the bios, same thing. Um, but for me, it's really been a, it being seeing spirits has been a very real part of my life and not always in a, oh, it's wonderful. I see pretty little fairies my whole life. It's been seeing all sides of spirits most of my life. And then I have been a very driven person most of my life. And most of that driven, being driven has not been competitiveness with other people. It's kind of with myself. I felt, always kind of felt like I had something to prove and I'm not really sure why. So I was always in a hurry. I graduated early from um, college and then from law school. And I've always just kind of been running. I feel like, I don't know if other people feel like that, but um, I just, I don't know why I'm in such a hurry. My daughter seems to be doing the same thing. And it's, it's just, I don't know what I'm in a hurry to get to, but finally um, I was just like uh, practicing law and been trying so many cases and picking juries constantly. And, and with the help of the spirits around me really. And I actually had one time I was interviewed by a sports guy and it's always fun. If you guys, if you really want to have a fun, y'all will be a great interview because you know what you're talking about. But if you really have a fun interview, get interviewed by a sports guy because they'll be like, well, isn't that cheating? Because like, you know, you had help from the spirit guys, <laughs> juries. And I was like, no, that's not cheating. But why did you ask that? You know, I get all defensive or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really thought I was smart, but I guess I wasn't. I was getting, I was cheating the whole time. Yeah. But um, so I was thinking all these juries. And so finally I just decided why am I just running so fast? Like, where am I trying to get to? I need to calm down. And what helped me, Linnea, is, is crystals. Um, crystals help me just kind of calm down and be able to just get in my space. And so that's how finally we opened the stores. I met Roger and uh, Roger calmed me down a bit too. And he's more my kind of, he's like my black tourmaline or whatever. And so just, um, and <laughs> And, and I started calming down and realizing I didn't really have anything to prove. Maybe I still feel like I'm doing that. I'm still really busy. Maybe in the next lifetime, I'll feel like I have something to prove. But and and uh, well, we're just, really excited that uh, you you have been able to calm down to be able to write a book. <laughs> um, I've been wanting to write a book recently, and after I wrote your read your book, I was. Maybe I don't need to write this book, but I think that most everything that you want to touch on is in here. And, you know, I'm telling you, I went through a little journey with your book, um, as in um, I, I felt things. I cried. I it, This is not like a story where you would normally cry in a book, but because the way that you worded such things was so easy to understand. And I, 
I like that because it's a complicated subject matter and people get confused really easily. And I definitely feel like you're very tapped into what I consider like the way that the reality of it, how this isn't linear, that there is different dimensions, that it's, it's, you know, we're taught to just see what is right in front of us in a sort of programming. But when you close your eyes and you really open yourself up to all these different layers of dimensions and energies and spirits, you really do lose that sense of loneliness. You know what I mean? You understand the vastness of yourself and the world around you. So that's why I'm really excited to talk to you because you get into ascended masters, angels, loved ones in spirit, animal spirits, elementals, ghosts, spirits of the land, places or things, and even the darker side of things, which some people, you know, predatory spirits, um, multidimensional beings, astral travel, parallel universes, and then doppelgangers, which I haven't really heard much about from anybody. So, whoa, we need to know a little bit about that. So, yes, I'm sorry. I just had that quick intro about what your book is entailed, because just one last thing before we get into this, the people that are confused about how all that works is in this not so big book, you know, and I don't want a giant book. I have, I don't, whatever you want to call it, like a, either time crunches or fear. Giant books scare me. They were, you know, I just get overwhelmed by looking at them and then oh, I'll never get through it. And I like to finish things. So I don't even want to start sometimes giant books, but you've been able to really put together complicated, complicated stories and, and in a way that's very respectful and yeah, I'd love to get, get into now the meat of some of this stuff. Well, first of all, the way you put that, please write your book because you you get, you know, I would love to read your book and the take on it. So please do that. And okay. um, thank you. Seriously, thank you for the way you said that. And I I really like talking with people who kind of who get it and, and who, you know, who we can we can talk about these things. And when I wrote it, there's a little fear. Because there's people who, you know, think, you know, that's not real. And it is so real. It is, you know, we were in Vegas and I'm, I'm not a big Vegas person. I love LA, but um, my son used to live there. But, but Vegas, you know, I was, we were walking, what is it, the strip or whatever. And we were there for a, um, to buy for the stores. There's a market there. And right. so we were walking to go eat or something. And I said to Roger, I was like, you know, not just the people that are in form, you know, a matter this form, but all this, the things, the spirit, I feel so claustrophobic and mm-hmm. other people feel that way too. They just don't realize because they don't necessarily, and it's okay that they don't necessarily see or sense the spirits around them, but they probably really do sense them. And they don't realize that that's why they're feeling the way they're feeling. And so, and when you go in certain areas, you may feel the despondency or the, you know, the, the, the feelings that people have. And I'm not judging Vegas. I'm just saying that's how I feel when I'm there. I just feel, I can feel that the, all the, the spirits just crowding in on me. And, and, and of course I can do protection and all that kind of stuff, but I feel it. And so, there, it's just very real. And so I wanted to write about the fact that they're right here with us. Even if they're at a different frequency, all these spirits are with us and we can communicate with them and talk to them and get to know them if we want to. If we don't want to, that's fine too. And But the fact is that so many people, even like with ghosts, they will, I, I get really kind of a little worked up when people are poking fun at ghosts and trying to agitate them, the disincarnates, when really it's it's a sad situation a lot of times. It's sad that they're here and they really may want something from us. We have one at our store and she's a little girl and uh, she is not ready to go to the light yet. She's not, you know, people go, we'll send them to the light. She's not ready. When she's ready to go, I'll send her. But all these stories, I tried to write in it, like you said, thank you for saying it, a very respectful manner and a very uh, real way and and to challenge some of the things that we have done and the way we have treated spirits because we're spirits too. 
-hmm. it's just we're in a different form. We're in a different frequency and we're spirits. So it's just different. And, and why are we any better than an animal in an animal form? You know, why are we, why do we think we're any better? So I'm kind of rambling, but it's just, it is a lot in a compact book because I wanted to say, you know, we're all spirits. We're all dealing at, at different levels, at different frequencies, but we can interact with all the spirits that we want to. We can choose to say, you know, no, I don't want to interact with that type of spirit. Yeah, I think that's a, such a great point that you made where we are all spirits. We're just in a different physical form when other spirits may not even be in a physical form, you know? And I've always said that people who are psychic or have psychic abilities, they're just in tune with a different frequency than everybody else. So that's why we're able to experience these things, you know? But also Vegas does have a lot of energy. <laughs> I I will, I'm there with you. Oh, wow. I know Gina can attest to that as well. One of my good friends there, you know, as she moved there and, uh, you know, from Dallas and, and, and she loves it. And it's, so I'm not knocking it. It's just that when you sense things so strongly, my first book, the magic of connection kind of told, I, I'm like, don't make excuses. If you're an empath, you, you know, don't stop with that. I can't do it because we need to move past that. We need to transmute that energy and, and learn to deal with it. But when you do sense spirit so strongly, you can feel a little claustrophobic when there's all that energy around in one place yeah. so strong you know so yeah and why i think this stuff is important going beyond i know people think this is woo woo and things like that but i read something that really upset me yesterday about happy the elephant who um they had to go to court in new york city and the judge said i'm sorry this is not a being this is a property and because he's only in one acre and I was working actually with Lily Tomlin back in LA to try to get happy into a sanctuary. They already have a sanctuary ready for happy to go into. He's an elephant is extremely unhappy where he's at, but you know, that's one of the, another part of the reasons why we do these kind of podcasts and talk about it. You know, we want everybody to have to understand how beautiful their spirit is, you know, so when they're going through a hard time, they can reconnect with that and understand that they're just this wonderful light, that they're not alone, but also the animals that like you were talking about animals too. And it just really upset me is how humans can just be so, you know, well, I'm, I'm a being, I'm a human being. I have a spirit, but that animal is property, you know, and I, that really upset me, that upsets you me know, too. about, and that's one reason why we do this is no, we are a part of the tree and the leaves and the, the earth has a soul and the, the earth is transforming. That's why we're seeing so many things happen with viruses and floods and heat waves. The earth has a soul and it's speaking to us. Correct. I totally agree. And, you know, when did we think that we were some, when did we think that we saved the animals? Yes. The animals need us to help them to like happy, but how much they give to us, how much they help us. And it, I get upset too. You know, they are so nurturing and loving and giving to us for us to presume that we lord over them is quite pompous and quite inaccurate actually. And especially, especially when most of the time what they need to be saved from is something that humans inflicted on them in the first place. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We talk about, you know, <laughs> talk about the spirits of the animals and not just as them being are, you know, obviously we can speak as, you know, the spirit animals, but not just that in the book. We also talk about how they are our loved ones. I mean, they are. Are, they can be in spirit and they can work with us just like our loved ones in human form, whichever, whichever loved ones. But for many people, their animals companions are there as they're their loved ones. They're their children. And so I'm glad you brought that up, Gina, because it's that breaks my heart, first of all. And, you know, women used to be called property, too. So, um, you know, uh, you know, men don't get me going. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> attorney, you know, women were. We were chattel, we were property, and now, you know, clearly the laws need to be changed on animals also. 
Yeah. So in your book, you explain how, how to identify spirits and distinguish it from other energetic beings. Can you give our listeners some insight into how to do that? Yeah. So, so I go through in each chapter and I cut me off if I'm not answering this as, as you asked it, but so, um, Everything is is a spirit, or a spirit being, as you said, Lene, of, of some form, right? We're we're yeah. spirit, we may be in, uh, we're spirit beings of some sort. And I talk about at the beginning of the book. I say, you know, I'll leave it to you to determine the reader uh, what you think of soul. I'm not, you know, the I don't go into that whole um, the the theology or whatever between soul and spirit, but uh, spirit beings and to to. I, I go into like a story under each one of like, if we're talking about um, loved ones, I'll give how and how you identify. Um, I will just talk about, uh, I'll give certain, let's talk about angels. I will give certain characteristics that I have seen of angels. Um, now that doesn't mean I'm correct. Okay. That is how they appear to me. They may appear to you differently because that is what you can see, or you expect to see, or you're ready to see. And it doesn't make me more advanced or me less, you know, more, you know, intelligent or spiritually or anything like that. It's just what I need at that time. So I'm big on that. It doesn't make me right. Okay. In the book, if I say, this is how I see angels. So I say, this is how I identify them. And then like, let's say you're trying to uh, distinguish that from like a, let's just use the word demon. Okay. Just because somebody else, a, a, a different type of being, then I will describe that how I will feel when I, or what I will see when I will deal with that. And I think what's most important is to how you and the reader identifies and st to start realizing how you identify them and how they appear to you or how you sense them. And really, you don't have to see them with your eyes. That doesn't make you more advanced or, or, or more spiritual or more psychic. Um, yeah. Actually, I think the third eye is the eyes we used to see with, you know, back in when we were actually more telepathic. So seeing with your third eyes, actually probably more advanced than seeing with your physical eyes. So that's what I'm trying to get at in the book is, you know, I give suggestions on ways to do that. Is this what you're asking me? And I think that's the most important thing is to know that everybody will see it differently, but I give the way I see it. And I'll tell you, it's changed because for instance, angels, I don't see them with wings and feathers, but I talk about it in the book. I see them kind of now as a hybrid of kind of, um, when you're talking about the earth speaking to us, right? And the earth crying out to us. I feel that, that some angels have changed with the earth changing. And I see them as more of a hybrid kind of, and I'm just going to say this as a kind of an alien angel kind of hybrid being. And it's happened for me within about the last five years. They've changed how they look to me. My beliefs haven't changed that much, but they've changed how they look to me. Interesting. That's so yeah. fascinating. I think, yeah, that's a very important point to make. And thank you for saying that because uh, personally, like my journey with coming into my psychic abilities, I was like very sensitive as a kid. And then I got kind of shut down because I was told by a lot of people, you know, ghosts aren't real. And I was like, I'm experiencing this. And they're like, no, you're not. So everything just got kind of like shut down, like tamped down, you know? And as I started to actively, consciously want to tap into those abilities again, I literally just started writing down things I was experiencing. And if I, I was like, you know what, this makes me feel like this. And I think that, you know, might be kind of like this. And I would just write it down. And it really opened me up a lot to realizing that psychic abilities are not just like seeing things with your eyes and seeing entities, you know, you can experience them in different ways. And like I just told Gina before we got on the air here last night, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had like a hot flash, you know, so I knew that it was a high vibrational being and like a positive energy, because when I get really hot like that, then I know that it's a positive energy versus if I get really cold, then it's like not good energy for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just it can come about in a lot of different ways. And for a, like a lot of different people, and it's like things you might not necessarily notice beforehand. But you know, they come through in a lot of different ways. 
and you know your tells. Um, in my next book, I, I'm, it's due on the 20th, you guys. <laughs> so um, so send me energy to be able to write and focus. Yes. But you know your tells. So I write about that. Like, you know that hot flash means this and cool mm -hmm. energy means this. Whereas to someone else, it might mean the opposite to them. But you are in tune to what that means. Exactly. And I call it tells like in poker, right? And yes. so you, you know. And, be, and you write it down and you figured out those, you know, those um, signs and symbols and what they are to you. I had somebody in my class one time and she kept um, her elbow hurt, like it would hurt in the crook of her arm. Right. And so she'd be reading and practicing. Um, we call it intuitive insights. And she would be practicing and she every person she'd be practicing. On, she'd go, I think your elbow hurts. And after about, I don't know, about I don't know how many classes it probably had been maybe six classes. I finally said. You know, every time you say their elbow hurts, they tell you, no, not really. Do you think maybe that's something that's going on with you? Maybe you should ask when you get a hot flash, what does this mean? And when your elbow hurts, what does this mean? I love it that you, you know, and that's what we're talking about. As you, everybody can identify if they start writing it down or start and writing it down is the key because you think you'll remember, but you, you know, right. So I yeah. love that, that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. And everybody's different, right? We don't have to all speak the same way. And it's not that the way I wrote in this book that I'm right. It's just that this has been my experience. Yes. And I'd like to take a step back for people that maybe aren't in this world very often, because I, I don't want people to be fearful because my experience is that you are, if you have a soul and you have, you know, in this body, this light, this spirit or whatever you want to call it, you are strong. We are so strong. So when you said the word demon or say a word ghost or anything like this, anything that we're talking about, and I just want to get your feedback on this, but I just like to say this to people to remind them that you're stronger than any of that. So there's nothing really to be fearful of. If you want to go down that road where you want to communicate with ghosts or work on things or you see things, you want to explore it, or even if you don't, but you're as you sit, there shouldn't be any fear. So what is your experience with that, too? Because when you sometimes you say the word demons or like really like, you know, benevolent energies or whatever like that. It, it, and I, a lot of this comes from movies. Right. And the fear and you, you start remembering that movie, the exorcist, you know, my mom brought me to see the exorcist when I was like seven. Oh, okay. and I was little. And I, I mean, I, I changed my life. I, I mean, I was terrified for many, many years of that outside energy from me and that it could come and get me. So I'd like to just maybe talk about that and how that can dispel some people's fears. Okay. So I'm, gl I'm glad you gave me the chance to do this because um, I do talk about it in my book because I do believe where there's light, there's dark, where there's dark, there's light. I don't want to put fear into people. Um, I could have been very, a whole bunch more. And I think Gina, you can tell me if you agree or not having read the book, I could have been a lot more sensational in this book. Um, and I tried not to be, um, I tried to not, I just tried to tell the stories as given, you know, um, and I, I could have gone even with the murder case that I worked on, I could have gone a lot more sensational about that. There's a lot more gory details. And I, I chose not to go sensational just to sell a book. Um, yeah. I don't want to scare people. Um, I tried, you know, I, I've talked about that with a lot of people. Um, with my uh, being with a lot of publishers this past weekend, uh, I said, you know, I really tried not to do that. And I don't want to put fear in anybody. I agree with you. We have so much more, um, power in, in a good way um, and the ability to protect ourselves and the ability to, um, to, you know, I don't live in fear. I will say when I was little, I was somewhat fearful. I, because I wasn't given instructions. I wasn't given uh, the same with same. I was told you're imagining things. Um, I was told, and, and I'm not attacking my family or anything like that. I was just, uh, you know, it's just a different situation. Once I realized and I studied, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. Uh, and it's and it wasn't going away. I was getting psychic kits. I'll call them what they were. I'm reclaiming the word psychic. It's not a bad word. Um, you know, uh, and I'm not afraid anymore. There's there's not much that scares me. 
uh, I was very scared growing up because I didn't have anybody say, this is your power. This is how you can approach these spirits and say, no, you know, no, you're not going to mess with me like this. You're not going to come at me like that. And I have the power to send you away. And I do believe that. And much of it does come from movies and sensationalizing. But do I believe there are things that, you know, we can get ourselves in some bad situations? Yes, I do. I think a lot of it comes from us getting ourselves in bad situations to blame ourselves totally. But, you know, be wise about what we want to, as I say in the book, you know, what what situations, who do you want to be in this cosmic dance of energy with? What kind of energy do you want to play with? And what kind of energy don't you? And you should be aware that, you know, if you're going to um, tangle with elementals, fairies, their rules may not be the same as your rules. Their moral compass may not be the same as yours. They may be little tricksters, you know, and, you know, if you go over and you're in New Zealand or you're in Scotland, England, even there, they believe very much in the elementals uh, much more than, you know, here in the States. And they'll tell you, you know, you don't mess with them. And, You know, and their moral compass, their ethics may not be the same as ours. So you can't just assume that a spirit has the same moral compass as yours. So learn about it and just say, okay, do I want to engage with this, this type of being? Do I, you know, just like a friend, do I want to, you know, uh, you know, we, you you get to know each other. The three of us get to know each other. And then you say, okay, do I want to be friends with Michelle? Is she, does she seem to play, have the same ground rules that I have? If so, yeah, I might want to be friends with Michelle or you know what? She doesn't seem to have the same ethics as me. I don't really want to be on the same. And it's not so much about fear as it is choices. And protect yourself. That brings me to another point, because I think that's something that really freaks people out when, you know, they're kind of opening up to things or, you know, a lot, they feel like they don't have control over is their dream space Mm. and like astral traveling, especially because that just feels like, you know, you're asleep and your spiritual body is just kind of doing whatever it wants to do. So people experience things and they feel that they really have no control over that. So what do you have to say on the dream space and astral travel? I disagree with the people who say you don't have control. Um, I totally disagree that you have to, and I may get some people mad at me. Here I go. I don't even think you have to tether. Okay. So there's this whole thing where you have to tether and it's fine if people want to do that. You are not going to float off into wherever land. Um, I, I have astral travel not even knowing that's what it was called. Um, so, um, so a, I'll just say oops, I, a friend of mine um, came into the store and she said, I've read the books that you had. This was probably four years ago on astral travel. There's a difference between astral travel and astral projection, but just, just kind of put it together. And she said, um, can I like write a little article or, and I go, why don't you write a book? You know? And she said, cause that's not what happens. And so we started talking and she said, what's this tether thing? And I go, I don't know, but that's what all, every single book talks about. And so I don't know about you guys, but that's not what happens. Uh, you will not get lost. You will not get lost in the astral plane with all the really bad beings. That's not what happens. I'm just going to set everybody's mind at ease. I promise you, Come back at me in the astral plane if that's and if you get lost. <laughs> just say, Michelle, help, because I promise you that's not it's not true. It's I am gonna call on you and, and do some fairy dancing in the astral with you. Michelle. Oh, I actually really never even heard that word tethering. I think it's so weird because I was taught that we we have a silver cord attached to our soul that never breaks until that moment that we're not in the body anymore. It's so, so you can, you are protected. I mean, you know, and yeah, so, that's what I mean. you're always connected to that physical body until you're not, but it's almost yes. like the people will, will kind of think, and I don't want to make fun of anybody. I just want to say, I don't agree. Um, it's what I call in the book, like a demystify. And we, we played around with that word a bunch of times because I tend to be a bit of a contrarian. Cause I, I question everything. I just like, because I was raised, this is what you believe in, in the, you know, in the home I was raised and, now I kind of question everything. So, you know, even if I'm saying it, 
question it. I mean, you know, if I'm saying it, so people should go, okay, I'll take that under consideration, Michelle, but I might agree with it, but I might not. So question it. That's what we should do, right? Um, but literally, it's almost like they're thinking they should plug in like an astronaut, you know, and then they're going to float off for a little while and then they'll come back. I guess that's where they get that from, but that's not been my experience at all. And so in the dream space, I just... I think that's part of our consciousness. I mean, it's part of us and it's very real, but it's not been in my, and I'm glad you brought that up. That, that may be our next book. Let's write that together. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, absolutely. I have a lot of experience when it comes to like the dream space and astral projection or travel, you know, looping it all kind of together. And at first it was really scary because I felt like I didn't have control. And then I realized that, I'm always going to be connected to my physical body. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to float off and never come back. I can always call my spirit back to myself. Yep. That is my power as a person, as a spiritual being, you know? Right. But also you can talk to your spirit guides or whatever, whoever you want to talk to and say, don't take me to a scary place. I don't want to go there. You absolutely have control over where you're going in your dream space. And I think that that's something, you know, when people are talking about uh, getting tethered, you know, like being tethered, I've heard people talking about astral travel and projection, like they didn't think they were going to come back down to their physical body at the end of their session. And I, yeah, I'm glad that you said that because I had a, kind of a hard time with that as well. I'm like, but you do have control over it, in my opinion. And I think that's, you know, the, the lucid dreaming is the more you, you know, feel you're part of it, you are going to yeah. have a little more, feel more control when you feel like you're in that dream, you know? So, but. so you brought up lucid dreaming because when I was a kid, that was sort of what would happen to me where I would just, you know, go to sleep and within a few minutes, my body would get paralyzed and then I would see things outside and very little, like very young. And then I would tell my, you know, my mom about it. And she just told me that I must be possessed or something. Like literally that was, again, we're back in the seventies, right? What a like, horrible thing to say. That's what happened to me too. <laughs> but yeah, so the, that was really scary for me because I could see things on the outside of me, but I couldn't move my body. So what that do you Gina, what? I had that too. And I, I don't want to scare anybody, but that can happen. Yeah. I learned how to control it a little bit, you know, by different ways, like uh, really relaxing and then tightening up really fast to kind of get myself out of it. Mm. But it's really weird because I have not had it almost at all since I met my um, current boyfriend. And he had, he's like, has a strong, like protective energy. And I'm not even kidding you because I've had it my entire life until I'm with him. And I, 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 that's why I think that energy, that's why I love this conversation and this topic, because you can, you can have someone next to you that you share and, and they, they are protect, you know, their, your, your energy is not just like, I mean, immune, we're sleeping, you know, next to each other, but we, you can have, you can like dance and energy with each other. And he is like my protector. I haven't had any, I rarely even have a bad dream around him. He just has that. So do you have any feedback on stuff like that? I do actually. And that's that cosmic dance of energy again, mm -hmm. and how that interplay, if we just think of, you know, I talk about, you know, energy never goes away. It just changes forms. Okay. So you're, you know, you're never going to, at least, you know, when you're saging, you're not, you're just changing the form of energy. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it never, there's a limited amount. It never goes away. I mean, that's quantum physics. Okay. So, and, and, and I love how these fringe science and the fringe kind of, let's call it religion for back, like fringe spirituality is coming together now. And, uh, and, in the book, the magic of connection and now in spirits and veil, I feel like they're, you know, it's coming together and I have, uh, quantum physics people, you know, um, that I've interviewed that say, yeah, they agree with the, some of the stuff, not everything that I say in the books. Right. And so I have Roger that I spoke of earlier when I said he's like my black tourmaline. So what happened with me was, you know, how TVs used to do the, 
the poltergeist thing and they turned all white and black and blah, blah, blah. I don't think they can do that anymore. I I mean, technically, can they? I mean, we stream stuff. So we don't even have cable or TV. Or yeah. I don't even know how to work my TV, to be honest with you. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's probably, you have trouble with, I mean, like a technical thing sees me and it's like, we're going to mess up just because it's Michelle coming. But Roger, like you're the guy that you're with. They are, they're very, it's like a protector. And and, and not just because it's a man or anything like that. It's just the energy. And mm -hmm. it's the energy together. And so the TV would go all bleh, you know, crazy. And the minute he would walk in the room, and it was kind of really kind of poltergeisty, kind of, I could feel stuff in the room, like kind of messing mm -hmm. with me. Not to be scared, you guys, but seriously, it was kind of a little scary. And then he he would literally walk back in the room. TV would just instantly go normal again. And there's no reason. I mean, it was definitely stuff messing with me. But he is very much the same, Gina. He's just a, a very stabilizing energy around my kind of, I'm not going to say I have chaotic energy, but I have energy like where... Those the interplay of the energy is very good together. Let's put it that way. You know, it's a very good, we balance each other. And I believe that with energy. I believe that we're going to attract energy to us. Sometimes it is is good for us and sometimes it's not good for us. And it's just like anything else in life. But if we look at it as energy and energy beings and spirits, we're going to same thing. We're going to attract which spirits, which people, just thinking as spirit beings that we want in our life and which ones we don't want in our life. Sometimes we try to attract the ones we don't need, right? And we're yeah. going to, and I've attracted ones I don't need in my life for sure. And I'm talking beings too. I have attracted beings that I don't need in my life. Um, and, you know, when I'm in, uh, when I was younger and sign up self sabotaging, didn't feel so great about myself in my life. I talk about it in the book. I mean, I, I hit it right at the beginning in the, my gratitude section. You know, I talk about that I had some hard times when I was like 30. And um, because of, you know, having to of living with this my whole life and not really having anybody explain it to me. I think the good thing about shows like you guys is the fact that for people who are, you know, who like you guys who have felt these things when we're young. And instead we didn't of, have any we didn't have anywhere to look to we didn't have any guidance. Mean, now they do. They, they have you guys. And they I mean, you know, you got they can look up to, to you and they can say, look at the show and they've been through this and they can, and they might be a little bit afraid and that's okay to be a little bit afraid and to have somebody not lie to them and say, you know, it might be a little bit scary if you feel like you have, you know, what is it? I'm not paralysis or dream paralysis and to say, you know, Gina had it. So I have somebody that can say that then well, says, you know, like their, their children are experiencing it and they don't know how to talk to them about it. And so, you know, they, if they see this and they go, oh, maybe, maybe they're experiencing something else that I, you know, can help them. Um, it's a difference. And it's, it's serious and it's real because a lot of children, like you said, you know, a lot of children have it and they're just blown off because they say it's just your imagination or whatever. I was taken to the doctor and I was told to drink orange juice. Literally. My <laughs> husband, he laughs. He's like, I hate orange juice. And I was like, why do you hate orange juice? And I have to tell everybody that I can't stand orange juice because literally they were told, I guess, the vitamin C. And that was going to make me be less extra, you know, as drinking. Well, less extra. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're extra. It's extra, extra, extra. And I, the extra, extra vitamin C was going to cure me. So, yeah. but the shows like this, I mean, that's, I think it's really important. And I think it's important for, um, especially, you know, we just hit on something. I think it's really important for the kids to hear it because, uh, and to look up to, you know, you guys like your show, because um, especially like people younger that they'll listen, like you guys that they'll listen to because it, they don't want to tell everybody, especially if they're, and, but we, like we say, kids usually have it, right? I mean, they have that intuitive bent, at least to a certain degree, yeah. and then you kind of get it pushed out of them, either by, you know, it, you're imagining it or whatever the beliefs are in the home that don't agree with it or something like that. So there's probably a lot of kids who um, are feeling the same things we're talking about, and they don't know what to do with it. I have it. a question for you, because in your book, you have, um, which star seed are you? And then you have it grouped together. 
And I was trying to figure out who I was and who people in my life were in Linnea as well. But where, how did you get all this information? Um, you know, I, I think that I'm kind of fascinated about how you got this information. Is this something you channeled? I channeled. Okay. And yeah. is there, uh, like an ascended master you work with or? So I work with Raziel. Um, so, and Raziel, yeah, so y'all know, but for those, yeah. so Raziel to me is um, just all the esoteric secrets. A lot of people think of Metatron like that. Um, I see Raziel as just all, and it's so funny that I work with Raziel because I, he also is like math and things like that. And um, I'm horrible at math. So, but that's why you work with ascended masters, this stuff that you aren't good at sometimes. You yeah. know? I'm really, really, those are not my strengths. Um, a lot of things like um, that, they're not my strengths. And so I know, I know um, when I'm in the zone and really writing, um, I can, when I'm struggling with my writing, I'm not channeling. When I'm in the flow with my writing and it's just coming, I'm channeling. And it's funny because um, a lot of publishers will be like, we don't really want channel books. And I'm like, well, then I can't, I might as well not write because nobody really wants to hear what Michelle has to say to that much. It's more what my guides have to say, to be honest with you. And I don't mean to cut myself down. I'm just saying, I think the channeled information to me is going to be from my guide. My primary guide would be Raziel. And, and, and I would say also just my higher self, the higher self, Michelle, as mm -hmm. opposed to just Dallas, Texas, you know, Michelle. Um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot more interesting than, than research. And, and I, I have sought out to do, I just don't want to write the same old books because a lot of the stuff that I read, is just the same stuff repeated over and over and over again. And I'm not saying I don't repeat stuff that's out there, but the, think about it with crystals. Okay, so my crystal book that's coming out, I go by where the thing, where the crystal is found in history, um, like the history of it, where it's found, mm -hmm. geology, how it's formed, because so many of the books just repeat themselves over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm not talking about plagiarism. I'm just talking about maybe that's the collective consciousness and that's why they're repeated. But also maybe it's just nobody's taking the time to just really go, okay, what is this crystal like? why is it that it does this? So I, I did that with all these beings too. I just really, and, um, but Raziel pretty much with the different kinds of beings and the star seeds. And I hear a lot of people kind of brag. I'm kind of all over the place, but brag about, okay, how you can know somebody's not Palladian, okay. Or Lemurian is if they're going, well, I'm on the Palladian council. And, you know, I'm really high up on the plate and I'm Lemurian and I'm really on the board of the Lemurians. OK, so you can pretty much know they're not Palladian and they're yeah. not because they would never talk that way because mm -hmm. Lemurians and Palladians are very much, utop you know, very much a utopian society. Pretty much yeah. everyone's equal. No one's above the other one. So it's very, you know, it's just very easy the 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 quizzes in the book um and then just a, pretty much i have always just studied the stars of and that's just i don't know because that's where we're from it just comes pretty easily that stuff to me but any of the math or things like that about it that's rosia yeah. and you talk about like there's hybrid energies too um can you explain that a little bit i found that was pretty interesting that i have heard from other people um so I believe that, and I've seen, so I, it's, it's my belief based on what I've seen, um, that there are hybrid, are you talking about the hybrid star seeds or just hybrid anythings? Like well, hybrid anythings. Hybrid anythings. Like, so, this and that is like, oh, dang, I never thought about that. To me, it was like, you're an elemental, you're a ghost, you're a, you know, so that when you said, oh, they no, they could be hybrid, uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I have seen their hybrid and I can even look at people and I bet you will start doing this too. You'll start seeing people and you'll start seeing that they're hybrid mm -hmm. of, they might be part angel. They might be part elemental. And you've probably heard that. Um, I'm not the first one. A little separate. So I love the idea that it could be hybrid, you know? So I think that <laughs> they're, 
And even with the alien, um, let's just call it alien for lack of a better word. Um, I, 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 I can see them. I mean, I, and, and sometimes it'll just shift and you can just, it'll just be an instant and they'll reveal them. And it's not that it's evil or anything. It's not like, oh, they revealed themselves. It'll just shift. And, and, and my bigger, my bigger question is, do they know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's my question that I, I'm not sure that I, that I know the answer to that. I don't know that they know. Right. Um, so it's very hard for them to know. I, I think my second husband was part alien. And I, I knew it. I saw it, and it, and the, he no, he doesn't know. He's very, you know, he's not tapped into that. Um, I've communicated with a few different aliens um, for information, and you know, make sure I'm on the right path and inform, stuff like that. Even when I built the Liberated Healer, um, you know, helping me to set it up energetically for, you know, I I wanted to be make sure that um, I wasn't stepping on any like laws or rules and they basically said there are no laws or rules just be authentic and you know and I think that's why the right people come to me the like Linnea and the you know uh you and all, you know all the different people that we've worked with it's it literally is and the right people show up and you know it's been um it's been a joy and you know I haven't had any uh, any like weird situations yet you know what I mean but if I do you know that's I'm not concerned with that it's like that's not for me um oh, you're I also wanted to ask a question you mentioned the word doppelganger um what did you mean by that um you know like a a, a matching energy that yeah okay so you know people joke about doppelgangers we've heard you know like somebody who is 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 our exact replica okay so what i'm getting at is in it is that i'm talking about the multiverse or the parallel universe okay so let's talk about parallel universe so if we have an on a, a, a universe going on at the same exact time right and it's because i i believe in that this isn't nothing like what you brought up earlier it's not just linear okay so we have all these layers of ongoing universes and so there's a lot of michelles right going and doing things right at the same time um it could be parallel it could be on layers like this it could be but i think of it as a swirling um mm-hmm. swirling energy so that's what i refer to as doppelgangers is that there's all the and and i don't know you know if you ran into the, the movies say that if you ran into the other michelle there'd be a problem right <laughs> I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't know that I'd be the one to want to try it, but I mean, why would there be? I don't know. But what I do know, I feel like I know, is that we are coming into the knowingness that all of us collectively, that this, what we're doing right now is it's going on in many different forms in many different ways. And again, I don't think it's just like stacked. Again, that cosmic swirl, that cosmic dance, this cosmic beautiful thing, and of course that would be the doppelganger. There's a and I, a friend of mine, he's he's a kook, but a really fun kooky, um, great guy. He's a healer, and um, he's like a he's a corporate world, but then he's like this shaman, and he will always take pictures when he's on his corporate trips, and then he will be on the plane, and I swear to God, y'all behind him is a picture he'll take a picture on the plane and there will be and it's not photoshop there will be like a picture of him a, another one of him on the plane behind him he's posted it probably about six times i'll find it and send it to you guys and oh I'm, my gosh and so i don't know if that's like would that be why on the same plane you know and so i i just touched on it in the book because i'm not going to claim to be any kind of expert on doppelgangers at all i just want us to explore the fact that that's another being. Um, it's it's us. It's us. But are we the same? Are we different? Are we doing? Are we are we making different choices? Are we making the same choices? Uh, can I feel like I could go back and do something different if I wanted to. That's kind of mm-hmm. neat. Yeah. You know, with yeah. all the information that I know now, go back to the eighties. Okay. <laughs> Switch it up a little bit. Um, um, well, I, we've really enjoyed having you today and, um, 
I, your book really is very fascinating. Um, it's all these different categories that we talked about and it's really easy. Like I said, it's kind of easy to read that cause it's a hard subject to talk about. Um, and again, like I said, it's not overwhelming. So, um, spirits unveiled, um, we're really excited to promote it and to have you on the show. And is there any kind of parting words that you want to kind of send out to the universe? Well, I hope everyone will read the book and will read the stories, especially. I want to thank all the people. I really do want to thank the people who who were vulnerable in the book, who, who told the stories. You guys have talked to Ashley. I think, Gina, you've communicated with her. That's the Ashley that's in the book. And um, many of them had very hard stories to tell. And so when you read the book, you know, read the book knowing that these are, are real beings, real people who told their stories. And and I'd love to hear everyone else's stories. So if they want, if you guys want to get on michellewelch.com and tell your stories of how you've met with spirit beings and how you have interacted with spirit beings. Um, I would love to hear those stories because that's where we all start to come together and share our stories and make it seem not so unreal, but make us realize that they're amongst us and with, with us every day. So, And I love that you're opening your arms to community because a lot of people work in silos nowadays and, you know, um, you know, we're, we're just, we're, we're stronger together. I know that sounds just like, you know, maybe a meme or something, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to, to, to dispel anything that separates, you know, on social media or anything that is going to separate us. And there's like a hard stance. I'm separating myself because I can just really see that, you know, the more we have to bridge, we have to, I feel like all these energies are here trying to push us to love again each other, to embrace each other's differences, to understand that that's, that's what makes us a fabulous place to live is that we're all different. We all have different opinions, but we all should, you know, let everybody be who they are, be different and to, to not be divided. And the divided, for me, if I was to say there was one thing in this in our current climate that is separating it is the division, you know, the division between people and cultures and the more we can be a tribe. And so I'm, I'm really appreciative that you're asking other people for their opinion too, because it's not like you put this book out and just said, it's the best thing in the world. And that's it. It's like, no, come and talk, talk to us, be open about it. Let's share it. Let's learn together. And it's one of the reasons why we, Lene and I do this every week, you know, it on our own time just to, you know what I mean? Be a consistent support of information that, that can, you know, bring, bring us together. So thank you for that. And thank you, Linnea, my beautiful, lovely partner in this. And we're seeing you guys again. And we are, uh, I'm Gina, the liberated healer. If you have any questions, please like, and subscribe and share. And please, any kind of support uh, by sharing us with us. And Linnea, where can they find our social media? You can find us on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast. And thanks so much, Michelle. Thank Best you. of luck with your book in the next one, too. And all the guys that came in to give us some juicy juice today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, everyone. Bye for now. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Podcast.